flourish to attract higher levels of good health, personal and interpersonal relationships, and a deeper connection with spirit, you've tuned in at the right time and to the right place. This is Awakened Hearts with Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. In our program, we'll provide intuitive readings, insight, and guidance to help you connect with spirit and experience more from life. Now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled that you have joined us here today. We are your hosts, Rebecca Campbell. And Boyd Campbell. And you are listening to Awakened Hearts on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America Talk Radio. You can contact us by email, hello at sundrahealing.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, add us on Google+, and of course, visit our website, sundrahealing.com. Now, we have Catherine Woodward Thomas with us today, and Catherine is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Conscious Uncoupling, Five Steps to Living Happily Even After, which was nominated for a Books for a Better Life Award, and the national. she's also the author of the national bestseller, Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a teacher to thousands from all corners of the world in her virtual and in-person learning communities. Catherine is also the originator of the conscious uncoupling process made famous by Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rebecca. It's great to be here. Oh, we are very, very excited to talk to you today. This is a topic that uh, I think is so helpful for so many people. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, you know, January is is considered breakup month. Um, more divorces are filed in January than at any other time in the year. So I think it's really wonderful timing to be here with you this month. Wow, I didn't know that. Well, I think people. I think people kind of, you know, they don't want to. They don't want to break up right through the holidays. So a lot of times, people are kind of waiting until the time is right. And I guess January is a fresh start for all of us. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you think it has anything to do with the um, the extra stress of the holidays and money and all that kind of stuff that uh, weighs on the so. relationship? I think the holidays is kind of defines who we love and who we feel connected with and if we've been avoiding things that can come up at the holidays. The holidays is, you know, a happy time for many, but an unhappy time for people who are not in a in a in a relationship that feels in integrity or feels solid. And so, um, yeah, things will come up that really yeah. point in the direction of making this choice. And and I like to just tell people right up top that I am actually pro-marriage and pro-long-term relationship. I love my work with calling in the one, finding your partner. And yet one of the biggest obstacles that I've seen in people being able to create deep happiness and love is that they're incomplete with a former relationship and they're still defensive or they're still hopeful or they're still angry um, or they're still just tender-hearted and rejection-sensitive. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a big handicap to not complete our relationships in these really wholesome, holistic ways. And um, when I myself um, got a divorce after 10 years of marriage, which was 
kind of a, I mean, a shocking experience for all of us. I don't think anyone, when we're falling in love and building a future, walking down the aisle, ever think we're going to wind up on the wrong side of that 50% divorce divide. But it happens, and, and more and more it happens, because the, the, the new norm, according to uh, social psychologists, is serial monogamy, that very few of us actually will live the purity of that happy even after you know, you meet one person, you bond with that person, and then you go on to live happiness forever with that one person. It's just not the postmodern world that we live in. So I, I created Conscious Uncoupling to kind of model after this miraculous, beautiful way that my own husband and I parted ways. We're still really great co-parents together, and we still have a great family for our kid, and um, and so that became the, the seed of conscious uncoupling when I really broke down what we did. It was five specific steps that got us through the crazy time in a way that didn't do damage to each other, to ourselves, and obviously to our daughter. Mm, so important. So what, is, what exactly is um, unconscious coupling? Conscious. Conscious coupling, sorry. Conscious uncoupling. I think we all know what unconscious coupling is, don't we? (laughs) I certainly do. (laughs) Um, You know, the body and the brain are not built for breakups. We are relational creatures, and I love all the new neuroscience that's coming out right now because it really shows us that um, the brain is, our brains are hardwired for connection. I see that you have, I think you had Stan Tapkin on your show, and he has that wonderful book, Wired for Love. And a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of psychologists are coming out with the newest brain science that really shows that our brains um, sync up to the brains of those we're closest to, and that our relationships literally regulate us. They'll regulate us on a physiological level. Um, our heart rate, our blood pressure, our body temperature, all of these things are the, our breathing, are the pace of our breathing, the depth of our breath. All of these things we will sync up in relationship to those we're close to. Um, and our emotions will sync up to those that we're close to. So when we have a breakup, um, it signals a fight or flight, like to the body and the brain, it's actually a life-threatening experience. And if you and if you understand it, if you look at it from an evolutionary perspective, that makes so much sense. Because a thousand years ago, if we wandered away from the tribe, we would probably die. So we mm. still feel like we're going to die if we break up with someone, if we lose someone. Um, and so what happens is that we will very often be tempted to create a negative bond as opposed to a positive bond. Um, because in nature's, in, in, in nature's logic, even a negative bond is better than the existential letting go of the bond totally. So that's where we go from soulmate to soul hate, and we obsess about that person and we feel victimized, and we have pretend conversations in our mind, or even the most um, peaceful, 
you know, peace-loving people, conscious people, caring people that we are, um, we'll, we'll sit there and we'll, we'll start to ruminate upon um, revenge fantasies. So all of that is, is what I'm calling um, a negative bond, and particularly holding on to resentment and victimization being the primary culprit. And I've met people who decades after the divorce are still bitter and filled with rancor and and consumed with wanting to get back at their former partner and to hurt them in some way. So this is not a small thing that we're talking about because therapists will call that complicated grief. And that means that it's grief that's never really resolved to a place of deep acceptance, which is the goal of grief. And so a lot of us will, will hope that time will heal our broken hearts. And I like to liken a broken heart to a broken leg, and I say, well, we would never just let time heal our broken leg, nor do we want to do that with our broken heart, because unless we don't mind moving forward in life with a heart that's a little bit too easily bruised moving forward or, you know, a whole lot defensive or um, or has that rejection sensitivity that I was talking about earlier, because that's the heart's equivalent of walking with a limp for the rest of our lives. So conscious uncoupling is a way to kind of set that wound and, and provide us the blueprint for how to heal in a way that not only allows our heart to be really even stronger in the broken places on the other side of this, but I would say sets us up for a much happier future in love moving forward. Hmm. Yeah. Now, Catherine, I think a lot of people attribute the conscious uncoupling to Gwyneth Paltrow, but she got this phrase from you, did she not? She did. I influenced Gwyneth, and uh, I have a colleague who follows my work very closely, and uh, he used the phrase, and, you know, he's not an academic, and I think that sometimes when people are not academics, they just don't really realize that you have to credit people, so it went out without me (laughs) into the world. Mm. But, you know, I love the media. I'm so in love with the media because... You know, reporters are very intelligent people, and they care about truth. And so it took, you know, the New York Times and the Today Show five minutes to find me. So I was on, and they, the New York Times in particular got a big, you know, big big purpose sense around it, and they did a whole Sunday-style section of who created conscious uncoupling, and the Wall Street Journal deconstructed it, and the phrase, and it became this thing because, you know, a lot of people were saying, that it was the phrase of the year, and um, and uh, and also um, they said that that conscious uncoupling, because conscious uncoupling kind of tells you what it is in the title, and also opens up a whole new possibility for how we could do this better. Um, many people were saying that it repositioned divorce in the 21st century. It was kind of a wild ride. I mean, that gentleman has since apologized to me. And then Gwyneth put it on the homepage of her website that I was the source of it. But, you know, she still seems to be the spokesperson. But, I, you know, thank goodness she's done a beautiful job of modeling the process and how 
beautiful the process can be and how you can keep your family together. The only correction I, I would love to make, and I'll take this opportunity to do mm-hmm. so, is that because Gwyneth is kind of the unofficial spokesperson for the brand, um, she, uh, she gives the impression that you have to have two people doing it. And conscious mm. uncoupling is not just for two people who are both in the groove. Conscious uncoupling is mostly for the person who has been left and is heartbroken. Mm. Because it will get someone through the heartbreak and the disappointment in a way that leaves them better off after the breakup than they've ever been. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, people... Um, do behave very badly at the end of love. And I find that it's not the norm for couples to come and say, we want to do this together. The norm is someone is suffering from a broken heart or a sense that they have really been wronged, and oh, by the way, they probably have been. And they have a non-compliant former partner and maybe even an antagonistic former partner who's bad-mouthing them to the children or not keeping their agreement, mm-hmm. that's the norm. So how do we actually not be you know, stuck in the victim position when we've been victimized? How do we claim our power in a way that's going to allow the, mo- the greatest amount of healing to happen for ourselves and for our children? So these are not easy things that we're grappling with. And, um, and I know that those who are listening on the call right now are probably cultural creatives. We have a sense like we want our own lives to work, but we're also devoted to the evolution of consciousness in the world, and we want the world to work. And so, you know, when we do the conscious uncoupling process, we're not just getting ourselves back into power, maybe even for the first time in a deeper way, graduating from codependent patterns or graduating from being what I call the co-narcissist, are all of these things that lead to unhappiness in our relationships. But in a way, we're also evolving collective consciousness to learn how to step out of victimization, take our power back through being responsible uh, for our own choices, um, be able to see the patterns we've been playing out clearly, and make a new decision and begin to consciously evolve ourselves beyond those patterns so that we can graduate from them, and then learning new techniques that are kind of peace-building communication techniques to de-escalate conflict and to begin to think holistically about situations and to see oneself as the leader of love in every situation, even the most difficult ones. So all of those things, like if the human race could actually learn these skills and we could master these skills, we would be at a different level of consciousness. So I think, you know, I train coaches in this work, and one of the reasons why people find such a deep sense of mission and passion is because we're, we're, we're working with individuals, but we're really building um, a new possibility for, for us collectively. Mm, absolutely. We are going to take this opportunity to go to a short break, 
And for our listeners out there who are local uh, near us in Leduc, Alberta, in Canada, we have a few classes coming up. On January 21st, we have uh, Crystal Healing Level 1. On January 22nd, we have an Essential Oils class. On January 28th, we have the Yusui Reiki Level 3 And on February 4th will be the Yusui Reiki Level 2. So keep those in mind, and we will see you on the other side of two minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We have Catherine Woodward Thomas here with us today, and we are talking about the... uh, Conscious uncoupling process. And Boyd, I think you had a question. Go ahead. Yes. Um, typically, um, at the end of a relationship, you were talking about that revenge and wanting to get back at people. 
What is the motivation for this? Why do they do this? You know, I think that um, I think we're hardwired for fairness. Truthfully, um, there's been a lot of experiments that show that um, oh, there's the cutest. There's some series on YouTube about monkeys and two monkeys side by side in a cage, and they're both getting bananas, and they're both perfectly happy, but then one starts to get grapes. And the other one with the bananas, like, starts getting so angry because the other one wants the grapes. And then, so, I mean, even at the point, it's so adorable, but it's, it's so how we're, we're hardwired. You start throwing the bananas out of the cage whenever they get a banana. They keep hoping for the grape. And they get the banana and they throw it away. <laughs> and so, so people get a little crazy at the end of a relationship because things feel so unfair. That's one reason. And so the fantasy, the revenge fantasies, is to even the playing field, right? Because we're kind of hardwired for evening the playing field. The other thing is, uh, is of course, is this soulmate-to-soul-hate impulse. And then the third reason, so that nature is kind of hardwiring us to keep that festering, you know, anger alive, just to keep the bond alive. And then the third thing has to do with trauma recovery. And most breakups are a trauma and most therapists understand that, that, you know, there's a lot of techniques around trauma recovery where you have the person tell the story over and over again until the, the story loses its charge because that's the psyche's way of trying to integrate that what happened. And what trauma is essentially is when something is happening that's outside of our capacity to integrate. And so the brain will ruminate over and over and over. The problem is is that when we're ruminating on what happened, and this is where we get obsessive, like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see that, but remember that moment when he did that, and I asked him that question, and he turned away, and he didn't answer me, and he was right there, it was right there, and what if I had said this, and, you know, all of these kind of going over it, and over it, and over it in our minds. The problem is, is that we're going over the story from a victimized perspective, and all we're seeing is how someone has done us wrong. And as I said before, it's not that someone hasn't. I mean, people do behave badly in relationships and then when they're leaving relationships. But but I like to say that even if it was 97% the other person's fault, we want to look at our 3%. Because if we don't really ever see how we covertly colluded in what went down, we didn't ask the right questions. We didn't mm. set the right boundaries. We skipped over the red flags. We minimized our own deeper knowing. We had our first attention on the other person as opposed to ourselves. We didn't in a, adequately, in a healthy way, protect ourselves by asking what we needed to ask in order to negotiate the connection. Like all of these things that, you know, created our 3%, which very often are kind of passive things, things that we just didn't really do very well. Unless we see that clearly and make an amends to ourselves, like from this moment forward, this is how I'm going to show up, we can't ever really trust ourselves to love fully again. Because on some level, we know that we will do it again, that we won't properly set boundaries that will take care of ourselves, or we won't... um, we won't be able to speak our truth in the face of someone else's truth. 
You know, and, and unless, so a lot of the trust issues moving forward is I don't actually trust myself. So the whole, one of the steps of conscious uncoupling, step two, is this ability to reclaim our power in our life, which has to do with seeing clearly how we were responsible. Not that we're to blame, because we're never responsible for anyone else's bad behavior, but we are responsible for the mechanisms in us that minimized or shut down or turned away that left us vulnerable to then be hurt in, in that you know sociopathic way that we were hurt or whatever somebody did that was really wrong. So, so that's really the process of, of kind of the reclamation of our power and the ability to trust ourselves moving forward. Wow. Mm. That's going to take some real honest soul searching and um, awareness of yourself to find that place where you can take responsibility for your own actions, I would say. Well, yeah, or, I think we're or all inaction. Looking, yeah, and I think that we're all kind of looking forward to the day when that is organic to, to human beings. That's what I was talking about before about the evolution of consciousness. Like, we're not quite there yet. So, you know, the, the process of conscious uncoupling where I have exercises and where you get to do that in a very clear way is kind of building that muscle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the irony is, is that once you do the process and you learn these skills about how to reflect on yourself as a source of your experience outside of shame and blame, you can apply it to your relationships moving forward, and that's the skill that's going to actually create a lot of more health in your relationships. And one of the reasons that people, that we all don't really know how to do this, that when we go to take personal responsibility, we tend to ask ourselves very shaming questions. What's wrong with me? Why doesn't anybody ever love me? How can I keep messing up? So we ask ourselves these kind of very unsophisticated questions that are shame-based that are never going to graduate us to the next level because shame actually stunts development. So we have to learn how to ask, and it's actually one of the skills I teach in step two of the conscious uncoupling process, how to ask ourselves questions that are going to foster growth and evolution. How was I giving my power away? What was motivating me to do that? What would I need to do to reclaim my power moving forward? Right? These are the kinds of questions that are going to radically change our lives. And they're not shame-based at all. They come from a foundation of deep self-compassion and deep humility and a rigorous honesty that, that is kind of assumes self-respect and self-love. So that has to be the foundation of the inquiry. Mm, Mm. And the things that you're talking about, the little glimpses that you're giving us into the process and the steps, these would apply to any relationship, not just uh, a romantic coupling. Uh, Yeah, um, you know, very. Yeah, a lot of people use it for different things. I had one woman use it. for the city that she moved from one city to another, and she was in longing for the old city that she lived in, but she couldn't move back because she had um, she had a family. I mean, she had she moved because she married a man, and and uh, his children were in this other state, so they moved to be with his children. 
And um, so she, she did the conscious uncoupling process and, and cleared herself of that deep grief that she'd been going through. Um, I've also had people do the process who are in relationships, who want to save their relationships, and they do it as a last-ditch effort to try and save their relationships. And I'm really, you know, happy to say that that conscious uncoupling has salvaged a lot of relationships because the, the skills that people are learning in the process, um, when you bring those skills into your relationships, they improve a hundredfold. So we've even had people who had been separated do the conscious uncoupling process and it allowed them to recouple. Hmm. Beautiful. But now, you know, it's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's for people divorcing and for people just breaking up because some people are heartbroken if a three-month relationship breaks up and they're suffering mm-hmm. terribly. So anyone who's suffering with the end of a relationship. Hmm. I, I'm brought to uh, thinking about, you know, families. So when families are involved and when there's children involved, and I know uh, my parents divorced when I was 14, and it's, you know, it's really difficult for everybody, uh, difficult as a child. I know I had my own anger and uh, my own learning experience to go through there, but my parents did too. You know, information like this would have been so helpful uh, just to guide them a little bit more on, yeah. Uh, do you do you work a lot with the element of, of the children involved as well? Well, I think the children are a great, you know, motivation because nobody wants to damage their children. And I think that... Um, you know, many of us who were kind of leading the way on the movement towards more conscious and um, healthy breakups had parents who divorced in a really ugly way and understand the impact that lasts for decades after that, that toxic parting of the ways and then the toxic living in the the dirty waters of the relational field of that unresolved relationship and kind of growing up in that environment. And so a lot of us um, who had that experience understand the cost. And, you know, we have to... I, I, when I was writing Conscious Uncoupling and creating the program, I really looked at the history of divorce. Um, I'm not sure about Canadian history. I really studied uh, divorce in the United States um, I'd be interested to learn about the divorce r- laws in Canada. But in the United States, divorce from the very get-go is an incredibly antagonistic process. And the only way that people could get divorced, um, really before the 1960s, was to go to court and to accuse their their spouse of infidelity or neglect or abuse. So it mm-hmm. was set up as a war to begin with. And it wasn't until 1969 that Governor, uh, then Governor Reagan of California signed the no-fault divorce law. And it was the first no-fault divorce law in the United States. And it allowed people to divorce without this kind of acrimonious, nasty 
going to court accusing someone of being a horrible person. And um, he later called it the biggest mistake of his political career because what it did is it unleashed this tidal wave of divorce. So from, from the late 60s, really until like the, the, 90, the late 80s, divorce just kind of swept the land, and that's when the family court system was created, and which was supposed to originally be a gentler court. Of course, now it has, you know, so many statutes that nobody could ever represent themselves, and, and it be, has become a $50 billion industry in the United States. Wow. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a huge industry, and actually the family courts now do more business than any other court in the United States. So that, all of that history, there's so many of us that are saying, hey guys, you know, really, do we really want to spend the family, you know, the college savings fund on a divorce? Can we find a, a different way to do this? Can we please just grow up a little bit? Can we learn a healthier system here? Because, um, you know, we, we grew up with those wounds and in those war zones and we don't want to do that to ourselves and we certainly don't want to do it to our kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm not sure the history in Canada either. I know, you know, now we also have the no-fault divorce. I'm sure at some point it was along the lines of where the States was because things tend to be similar, similar yeah. between the two, but... Yeah, yeah, they call it joint divorce. If both parties are in agreement, then you don't have to go through the court to, to do it. Yeah, when you file your documents, but at least it's something that you can amicably, uh, you know, agree to and come up with on your own. So, yeah, thankful for that. But, um, yeah, wow. Well, the court system is kind of a business in itself, I mean, in many, many industries. So, you know, nice that like you say, the collective consciousness and, and the evolution, you know, we're we're raising the vibration and uh, coming to a, a better place and, and a newer way of doing many, many things that are going to mm-hmm. just, yeah, be better for everybody. Now, Catherine, so you have five steps to this process. Is that correct? I do. All right. So could you give us a glimpse or an overview or whatever you could share with us about those five steps and and how they work? Mm-hmm. So the first step of conscious uncoupling, find emotional freedom, is um, really addressing the overwhelming, huge tidal waves of emotions that are washing over us during a time of separation, the deep sorrow, the debilitating depression, the intense rage that can come up, uh, feelings of hatred or desire for revenge or all of these things that just feel bigger than we are. And um, and, and because in, in the midst of those feelings, you know, and, and, and being in this fight or flight state, it's very easy to do extremely destructive things. And so I like to remind people that every action we take and every choice we make during this tender period, we will be living with the consequences of for many years to come, we and our children. And um, I break down the word karma 
because the Sanskrit, where most of us, you know, kind of have a, a layman's understanding of karma. You know, you do something bad and something bad happens back. But karma, as it's created, the Sanskrit um, definition is really um, seed, action, results. And, um, and, and it has to do with planting seeds, our action, our action seeds results. So, so the actions that we take are like seeds that we're planting that are going to grow a future. And so if we take hostile, angry actions, we do something in a moment of rage, then we are setting ourselves and our, 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 our children up to, to have to suffer through the consequences of those actions. And many of the things that we'll do uh, during a breakup, we can't ever take back. I just, I'm a, I'm a big fan of HBO's new series, Divorce, because it lays this out incredibly. These two really good people, normal, ordinary, good people, good citizens, and the hornet's nest of reactivity that happens between them. And they end up doing horrible things to each other that are just despicable and it kind of builds it's like a snowball and it gets out of control so so we have to manage we want to get we want to have our our feelings but we don't want our feelings to have us so so there's two things that i teach in step one which have to do with being able to get deeper and wider than your own emotions so that you can hold them and de-escalate their intensity one of the things that people can do right now is this very simple practice of being just asking yourself the question when you feel like you're on the verge of being out of control. Sweetheart, what are you feeling right now? And see if you can give a name to the feeling and then mirror it back. I can see that you're feeling whatever it is. What else are you feeling? So if you do that for a few minutes, it begins to make the feelings more manageable so that you're back in the driver's seat. Because we want to act from our ethics and not our emotions. The other thing that we do in step one is I invite people to set an intention for, for how your life is going to transform for the better as a result of this. Now, that's a tall order because right now you feel like everything has just you know gone to hell in a handbasket. But if you can take your anger and, and even sponsor the healthy impulse underneath anger, the reclamation of the right to be treated well, or the reclamation of your right to be told, to always know the truth. All, you know, all these things that, you know, our anger is, is helping us to reclaim and point the energy of the anger in the direction of an intention. From this moment forward, I will have relationships that are honoring of me. Right, so you, you actually harness the energy of the negative emotion and turn it in a positive direction. Step two, we talked a little bit about... about mm, can, can we, just before we go into step two, Catherine, we have a break, so this would be the perfect time. We'll take that, and right. then uh, we'll go right into step two. So uh, actually, let's take a moment right now, and can you share about your event? You're doing a free two-day event that's coming up here. Can you share that with our listeners before yes, the break? Yes, con- the Conscious Uncoupling Summit, where I have gathered really for the first time ever the world's foremost authorities on love, relationships, grief, and healing for a two-day free interactive event, uh, the Conscious Uncoupling Summit. You can find out about it on ConsciousUncoupling.com. It's January 27th and 28th. 
um, three hours uh, on the 27th, and I think eight and a half hours or eight hours or something on the 28th. And um, you and and it's recorded, so if people can't be there live, they can listen to it after the fact. Uh, but we have Marianne Williamson and David Kessler and Mary Morrissey, Michelle Crosby, who founded WeVorce, uh, Tammy Nelson, who's a best-selling author and a certified sex and relationship therapist talking about recovering from infidelity. Susan Stiffelman, who's a best-selling author and therapist and parenting coach on co-parenting with a difficult partner. Really stellar, stellar information, all for free at ConsciousUncoupling.com. Wow. Awesome. And that's free. Yeah, free. How wonderful is that? All right. So for those of you listening, definitely check that out. And we will see you all on the other side of two minutes. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakened Hearts. 
To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Catherine Woodward Thomas today, and we've been talking about the conscious uncoupling process. And before the break, uh, Catherine, you had finished telling us about step one of the process, and now we are going into step two. Mm-hmm. Step two, reclaim your power and your life. And uh, we spoke about that a little bit before, but the essence of step two is really looking to take personal responsibility in a way that liberates you from showing up in that way in your again in your future and uh, being able to make an amends to yourself moving forward so that you can trust yourself uh, to never make those same mistakes again. And then uh, step three is break the pattern, heal your heart. Um, most what ha- mostly what happens for many of us in a breakup is that it duplicates an old wounding. And we will kind of go back to that story like, um, oh, see, I never, I, I'm never loved in the way that I need to be loved or men always disappoint me or alone again, here I am all alone again, I'll always be alone. So it kind of goes back and we, we can do an old story and we can see how we've been living inside of a particular story that, hap- that started long, long, long ago. And so I call that your source fracture wound, the original break in your heart. And I have people go back and just start to see how the breakup is kind of re-wounding and, and awakening an old story. So we go right back to that old story and we kind of chart it out and see what was happening there. And then I invite people to really claim the deeper truth, what's really, really true. Because that was a story that was made up by a, you know, by just a young part of us who was kind of confused what was going on in life. And then inside of beliefs, the thing about beliefs is that when we're, when we're centered in a particular consciousness, we show up in ways that generate that story. And it's all outside of conscious awareness. So the wonderful thing about a breakup is that it brings you back to that story and you can see clearly how you can finally graduate from it. So I, I chart out how the steps to graduating from that story, and really it's not as challenging as one would think. And uh, this is where, you know, the breakup can become the best thing that ever happened to you because our hearts are broken open. I like to call a breakup like life has you upside down and is shaking every lie that you've ever lived, every way you've ever diminished yourself or dumbed down Mm. right out of you. So this is our opportunity to really transform our lives for the better moving forward. Step four is when we're now ready to deal with our partner or a former partner. And uh, I invite people to set an intention for the relationship moving forward, and particularly if you have children, you know, to really be clear, like, okay, we're going to be great co-parents together. And um, I also help people to um, to clear the air 
between the two of them so that there's no festering resentment and the children are not swimming in those dirty waters. And uh, I call step four becoming a love alchemist because it's really about waking up to your power to shift the field. And I think when there's a lot of bad things that have happened, we feel really powerless in the face of that. So I really give some exercises and guidance on how you can really access your power to diminish any of that festering resentment, to really clear the air between yourself and your former partner, and just begin to weave a healthier environment for yourself and for everyone impacted. And then step five, creating your happily even after life is where we talk a lot about the structures moving forward that are going to allow for everyone to win moving forward. So, um, you know, breakups don't just belong to the two people that are breaking up. They actually impact a whole community of other people, your social Mm -hmm. system, your support system, your families, your spiritual communities. You know, we like to call people pillars of the community because... When a couple stays together, they create safety for everyone. So a breakup actually creates a lack of safety for the for other people as well, not only just the children. So I have uh, conscious uncoupling um, rituals that can include people who maybe were there at your wedding, or we have um, ways to... Uh, to kind of mitigate the impulse that other people will have to suddenly automatically take sides against your former partner and how you can educate people (laughs) and not divide the community. Um, We also have uh, uh, beautiful rituals that you can just do on a soul-to-soul level. You know, I I have soul-to-soul meditations, too, because not everybody is free to talk to their former partner. Sometimes their former partner is shutting them out or they're not a safe person, um, or maybe that person is even past. So you can do things on a soul level where you do a conscious uncoupling ritual. But also these structures of like how to set up a living environment or how to actually legalize the loss of the relationship and how to move through the legal process with fairness and integrity. And, um, you know, and one of the wonderful things is when my former husband and I decided to uncouple we were able to align on an intention where we said we're going to we're committed to ha- allowing our daughter to have a happy childhood even in the aftermath of our divorce so that became like a north star and for the last few years we have lived in the same apartment building um she lives with him um two like five floors below me and then she's up and down between our two apartments and it works beautifully so in her world she lives in the building, and mm. we're both invited into the living room, and I'm certainly invited into her room. Um, you know, we're very respectful. We have really good boundaries, um, so we stay out of each other's personal business in a, in a way that's just kind of respectful. But it's a it's a great system, really. She's she's very happy. Her issues have nothing to do with our divorce because we're still a family, so there's still a cohesive container of love in which she is growing up and she's never divided between the two of us. And she's wow. never losing one family to go join the other family. Nice. That's amazing. That takes a lot of self-awareness to maintain a space like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I really appreciate my former husband. He's a, he's a really 
lovely man, and I'm I'm very fortunate in that way. You know, it really says a lot about a person. You you find a lot of, out about someone's character in the middle of a divorce, about their where they are developmentally, and about yourself. Even I, I think that divorce and, and breakups are a great lit, litmus test for character, um, because you know, as I said, our biology will want us to lash out and and hurt somebody. That's mm-hmm. normal. And the only difference between, you know, somebody who actually does that and is, you know, gets into domestic violence or some kind of nasty, horrible court order that is, you know, just horrifying to even listen to, and these stories abound, unfortunately, really is is our character. And so I think all of us are deeply good people. I know that anybody listening to this program is a deeply good person who who really wants to be part of the evolution of consciousness in the world. And so to consciously make this choice to uncouple gracefully, generously, with, you know, gestures of goodwill and, um, and honorably, and to, you know, and, and if we're being abused by somebody, to hold a boundary, to adequately protect without retaliating. You know, all of these mm. things make a lot of courage and a lot of goodness Absolutely. is us living our spiritual ideals. Yeah. Now, Catherine, so you have, this is all in your book, um, which is The Conscious Uncoupling. Is that the exact name of the book? The, yes, the name of the book, Conscious Uncoupling, Five Steps to Living Happily Even After. Okay, so for our listeners who would be looking to get in touch with you, perhaps, you know, they're reading the book, but they need a little bit more uh, guidance or some assistance from you, how how can they reach you? And, uh, you know, w- what does that look like? Yeah, well, ConsciousUncoupling.com has a wealth of resources. There's some videos. And, uh, the summit is on there. And um, there's articles, and there's also a very easy way to get in touch with me that's listed there. And so I, you know, and I, I do my best to get back to everyone who contacts me because I, I love hearing from people. Mm, perfect. Okay, so there you've heard it. This amazing free two-day event on January 27th and 28th. Uh, Catherine is very. Uh, accessible and uh, willing to help uh, as many of you as possible. So check out her website. And uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening with us today. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Catherine, for being here. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me, Rebecca and Boyd. It was really, really sweet to be with you. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably do it again in the future. And... uh, Yeah, and so everybody can join us next week, same time, same place, to further awaken, grow, and expand on this amazing spiritual journey together. From our hearts to yours. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in this week to Awakened Hearts. Please join your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell, again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until our next show, have an enlightened week.